This is a Soulfire production. Kelly. Connor. I need a haircut. Yeah. I need to get my roots done. Your grays are popping. Popping. They've never popped this hard. Popping so hard. Pop, block, and drop it. (laughs) Anyways, this is going to be a fun podcast, fun episode. I got lots of questions to ask you. (laughs) I'm scared. I'm the one that brought this to you, and now I'm questioning myself. (laughs) Yeah, well, be careful what you wish for, you know? You just might get it. What? I'm just preparing. You're preparing yourself? (laughs) I love how we find Cosmo articles. Our basically our whole show is that just was Cosmo. Honestly, I was like, oh, I'm going to go research what we need to talk about today. And then I just literally put Cosmopolitan.com. It's just juicy it's content. So we're going to be going through they, this this article. It's called, What's It Really Like to Have a Threesome? And they asked, they surveyed three women, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're all women. Um, and about their experiences. But we're just going to answer the questions that Cosmo asked these women because obviously these are the, these are the hot cues that everybody's curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we need to do that, before we do that, we got some things we need to talk about. We got some housekeeping, some business. What's the, what's your business? We gotta we gotta Kelly. This is where we put. You're supposed to read the ad now. Am I supposed to read an ad? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I'll read an <laughs> ad. The ads for Okay, Babe today. Just kidding. But not really. Okay, Ned. We love Ned. We love CBD. This house is like a CBD portal of magic. <laughs> You're just ignoring me. Yeah, I'm done. He's like, this is a really stupid read. Okay, so it's a great read because Ned is awesome, but you're doing it weird. I'm doing it very weird. But here's the reason we really love Ned. Everything about what they do is from a place of integrity with the plants. And they do everything with cold extraction. It's gentle and slow and they're energetically infusing all the good vibes into everything. Super clean, nothing synthetic. There's no flavor. So you are just getting pure as fuck. It's full natural. It's natural. It's natural like titties in the seventies. Natural like my tiny titties. (laughs) Um, Really helps me with anxiety and sleep and back in the chronic illness days was a huge support system for inflammation. Well, right now, especially cause I've been like, I've been staying up late to get some time away from you. And, um, I've been it's trying true. to get my sleep schedule back on, back on track. Mm-hmm. And it's been super helpful because it's hard to go from going to sleep at midnight to going to sleep at 10. It so is. It's a, hard, Welcome it's a big to the party. shift, but now I've been getting like nine hours of sleep and I'm just feeling, I was actually having that thought today. I slept so well but I was still taking in the same amount of stimulants that I usually take in in the morning. And I was fucking on one. I was like, Oh my God, sleep is very powerful this morning. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I I also, I know you don't know this, but I slept upstairs last night. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) It has nothing to do with Ned, but but welcome to our story. Get yourself some Ned and 15% off. Correct. Yeah. If you go to hello, Ned.com slash babe, hello, Ned.com slash babe, 15% off and free shipping. Wherever you are, it'll Wherever come right to you. Are. They it ship will, it to you. It will come to That's you. That's how things happen. Maybe now. Connor will deliver it. You never know. I'll yeah, I'll deliver it and sing you a song. Oh, what song would you choose for Ned? It depends. It would be a bad request only. Oh, but they have to be Disney songs oh. or Dixie Chicks. Oh yes, Disney and Dixie Chicks. That's oh. my new Instagram handle. I'm starting that tomorrow. I like that. Let's talk about some other chicks. Our girls over at Clear Stem Skincare. We absolutely love Danielle and Kaylee. They created my favorite skincare line. Honestly, I've pretty much stopped using everything else, which it takes a lot for me to just ditch my routine. And I am really impressed with their line, not only their face washes and uh, their serum, but just the cleanliness of the products and the fact that there are no hormone disruptors or toxins. And it removes all of my makeup, even my mascara without having to use a makeup removing wipe, which girls, I know you feel me on this. I don't need 10 steps to get the shit off my face. So you're telling me I should stop using Clearasil? Um, there is no clear cell in this fucking house and you know it. <laughs> this is a non-toxic I mean, <laughs> home, Connor. But they said it's good for you. I don't know. 
No, we're not doing that. We're using clear stem skincare. Okay. Yeah. I know you like their stuff. I do like their stuff. Yeah. It feels good on my face. It does. I don't know all the, I don't know too much about the toxicity level of things, but no. I just trust you. I handle that. And I trust these broads over at clear stem. Yes. <laughs> these poor they broads. Seem, they seem like they know what's up. Why would they pay us money to talk about their products? Because people want good faces. Oh. You've got a great face. Oh. So you're a great spokesperson. That's so sweet, babe. Yep. All right. So not it wasn't, only. It wasn't great before clear stem. <laughs> It was True. absolute garbage. <laughs> I was about to get the fuck out of here. And then all of a sudden he started using clear stem and I was like, all right, I can hit that. Oh my God. It's fucking true. Okay. So we want you to get discounts. We also want to let you know about their ditch your acne, ditch your acne course that the girls have. This really helps you understand the gut connection. So the food that you're putting inside of your body, the products you're putting on your skin and how that can lead to acne as well. So they are all about education, which we love. So if, what you put in your face has something to do with the way your face looks. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's a, what do that's you think a, that um, says about me? I don't, <laughs> 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 We're going to find out later in the episode. Uh -huh. Okay. So head to clearstemskincare.com. That's clear S T E M skincare.com and use our code babe at checkout for $10 off any of their products and 15% off the Ditch Your Acne course. Go wash your face, boo. And all those links are in the show notes now. Let's get into let's get into some of these um these juicy cues about what it's really like to threesome it up. All right. So to give you some background on this article, they, they surveyed three women that have been uh in various scenarios. They're 28, 26, and 26, and their uh first threesomes were at 24, 26, and 24. So relatively, I wish I had started back then. You know what I was telling someone yesterday? I had my first kind of like threesome type experience when I was, uh, 17 or 16. Really? Yeah. What? I don't me think and my buddy told Ke me this. Me and my buddy, Kevin, I haven't told you this. Me and my buddy, Kevin, uh, this girl, I don't remember her name. She was like this hot cowgirl type chick in my, in my grade, but she was very, um, she was, um, what's a nice way to say slutty without saying slutty? Slutty? I don't know that slutty needs to be a bad word. I mean, when you're like 16. Oh. You know what I'm saying? She was, she was uh, uh, promiscuous. Yes, there we go. Good word. I don't know. We didn't like, we didn't have Love sex that. with her. I don't think I even had sex at that time. Maybe I had. But we just like made out and did. We were like. <laughs> the two boys and the girl? Yeah. Whoa, Connor. Yeah. No, like, there was no like intermingling. Did you have an erection? I, I mean, obviously. But you said that you don't want to have. It wasn't like me with and my another dude, guy me, now because you would get an erection. I didn't say that. I just said I don't. I don't have any interest in in that many dicks. We were like we were like me and me and him were like fully clothed for the most part. And then we both had our pants. We didn't like we didn't have sex. We just were just fooling around. Yeah. Wow, Con. What? Are you gonna invite a guy over next? No, stop. Now I feel. Are you gonna Eiffel Tower me with some <laughs> other man? <laughs> This really changes the dynamic of our no, relationship. I don't, so. okay. I, don't, I don't foresee that being a hmm. thing. I don't foresee that being a thing at all. I um, hope Josh makes a video out of this and puts a giant Eiffel Tower in front of your face when I say I that. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, that would mislead many, many, many people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I think these questions are going to be good. I think these mostly are for you. I'll see. I'll, I'll chime in as we go, but I'm going to, oh, I'm going to interrogate you. Really? Oh, I didn't know that's how this was going to go. Yep. Fuck me in the fucking yep. face. Okay. Um, let's see. The first thing they start off with is eight tips for having, yeah, let's for go having a threesome. Let's go. Let's, let's get into there. Be open to trying new things. Number one. Um, yes. yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of a, that's, that's just a good sexual practice in any, whether, no matter how many people are around mm -hmm. one, two, seven, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Be open to try new things. Have extra condoms on hand. Even if it's just one guy and two women, this is handy for switching condoms. If you've got two women and also uh, whatever, da, da, da. just have more condoms on hand if you use condoms. It's a good idea, by the way. Uh, put a towel down just in case. I don't know why that's- For squirting? I guess. Offer your threesome buddies a drink and a snack <laughs> because it's polite. We yeah. cook ours dinner. Yeah, usually. <laughs> Music helps set the mood. Also true. We have a great playlist for that if you'd like it. Don't spend too much time <laughs> spiraling in advance over who is doing what and what goes where. It's not a group project <laughs> and you are not getting graded on the on participation. Actually, you are That's getting graded favorite. on participation. That's pretty funny. Oh. Oh, man. I'm um, grading you on participation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I receive a D every time. Um, that's <laughs> that said, if there, this is number seven. 
If there are hot ideas you've been too timid to try before or positions you've been saving for a rainy day, throw them in now. You're already, you're already good. What? I just think I'm not have like a rainy day notebook of positions. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just holding on to this one for the right time. Um, if you're already doing something outside of your comfort zone, give yourself the freedom to learn all. To way, lean, all, lean the way all, the way, all the way out. I don't, I think it means lean all the way in. You're outside your comfort zone, so lean more outside of it. Oh, I guess. I get it. Do not make your poor unicorn or couples therapist. That's actually a very good idea. Very good. All right. Good stuff. Hot tips. <sighs> Hot tips. I feel like our tips are better, but whatever. We'll see. Um. All right, Kelly. How old were you when you had your first threesome? 31. Clearly, I was 16. <laughs> I was actually, I think, 27, 8. Sounds accurate. What? Yeah, yep. something like that. All right. Were you in a relationship at the time? And Supposedly. who was in the threesome? My friend. My friend. My friend, <laughs> who shall continue to remain nameless. And she listens to this show, so hi. Well, she does have a name. Hi, you. She has a name in real life, just not on this show. Correct. Let's, let's, we should give her a name. What do you want to call her? Um... Sally. Oh my God. I was just thinking, <laughs> Sally, get the fuck out of here. And I'm not kidding you. Oh my God. I was like, Sally. Oh my gosh. Oh, Sally. I can't wait to tell Sally about this. All right. Who brought up the idea of the threesome? Kelly, obviously. No. Kelly was like, I'm hungry for that pussy. No. What the fuck? I do that now, but I was not doing that eight, nine months ago. Okay. So the way this really shook out was we had been talking about it a lot. And then we went to an event with this person and on the way home or the next day you were saying, I think she's definitely into this. And I was like, absolutely not. But you know, there's gay dar Connor has bisexual lady dar and, um, he's super accurate. And so she came over the day before we moved. Yes. It was the last night we were in our apartment in LA mm-hmm. and, um, it just sort of happened and you and I had talked about it. I hadn't said anything to her and it just organically happened and she was definitely very into it. Yeah. And I, I told you too, I was like, Hey, I can talk about this and bring it up, but I really need you to take the reins and like be the one in action on this because I am terrified. I like wanted to throw up the whole day. Yeah. It was pretty fun. It was pretty interesting for me to be in that situation. It was, it was entertaining. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was very, uh, I was nervous too. Were you? Do, well, well, we'll get into that. That's one oh, of the okay. questions. Okay. What was the process of choosing the person involved? Well, I think we already answered that. Yeah, but I think there was more to it. We had to like, we, cause we use, we've talked about it and kind of used it as like a fantasy thing beforehand. Yes. We like dabble. We dabble. We talked about it. Sally specifically. Yeah. For like a while. Yes. And that was like my gateway into. Exactly. That was fun. It. And I will say. Part of choosing and her. You had, to, you had to feel it out. Yeah. And part of choosing her is she's one of my closest, closest friends. I trust her dearly. It's safe. I know she's not going to try and run away with Connor. Um, and honestly, I honestly feel like the whole, like the, the, the this person's going to run, run away with the other person is not that realistic of a, of a fear to have. Now that I've done this a few times, I agree. I do agree. I think guys feel the same way about like, oh, well, the, my, my chick's going to be into girls now and they're going to run away, which is in here too. But yeah. But if it happens, if that was, if that was the case, right. If your girlfriend like decided she was a lesbian and she's like, I'm out. Well, that that's, what are you going to be mad about that? Yeah. It's like, like, well, it oh, is what I'm it is. If she you. discovered her. I mean, it, it, you'll be it butthurt about truth. it, but you're doing your thing. All right. What was the hardest part about planning it? Kelly? I mean, it wasn't necessarily planned. It was more, I would say it was more organic. I'll, I'll say, well, can I speak to not the first time? Yeah, go for it. I think one of the hardest parts about planning it is sort of breaking the ice and having everyone on the same page. So for the last person that we experienced this with, what's her name? Let's call her Joan. <laughs> Joan. <laughs> so Joan and I went on a walk together 
Connor talked to her first and then I was like, I need to feel safe and comfortable with this. And he's like, you should go hang out with her. She's amazing. And like, you'd never met her, but you had talked. And so, um, I went on a walk with her and we had a whole conversation and she and I were extremely transparent about a lot of things. And I immediately felt very connected to her emotionally. I was like, Oh, she gets me. She has actually been in situations where it's her and her partner. Mm-hmm. And so she understood where I her was coming form, from. Former partner. Yeah. And she, yes, correct. And she wanted to be clear to me that what her intentions were, and I was clear about our intentions and where my fears have been coming up. And it was so beautiful. And so I think that's the hardest part is really the initial conversations of like, this is okay. This isn't okay. When do you want to do it? How is this going to go? Um, and just being really open. Yeah, I think so. I think the hardest part on my end about planning it is like, is giving it, I'm pretty good at this, I feel, but it still kind of sucks. It's just like giving it time. You're like, I want to do this now. Yeah. I know. Cause I usually know like, I can make this happen, yeah. but I've got to like, I've got to give it, I've got to give it room to breathe and let it, let it fold out. Cause I'm, it's really for me in that situation, whenever you kind of know that this is, it's going in that direction, you're like, you keep thinking that, or I keep thinking that I'm like one statement away from this just happening, but I do want to give you some autonomy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think you never want me to feel forced into doing something, which I really appreciate. I think you're very, yeah, you're very, uh, conscious and intentional about that, which you've been from the, from day one, it's always been about me leading this and you supporting. Um, and sometimes you do take the reins because that's necessary, but for the most part, it's, this is more of an emotional roller coaster for me. And you allow me to go on that and then come to my own conclusion rather than you being like, Oh, we're going to make this happen. And this is going to, this is how it's going to go down. Mm -hmm. You let me come to that. And then I'm more comfortable and I'm more excited and I let more happen from that. So I think that's really important. This is a, this is the next question here. We're kind of rifling through these, but I think it's good. We're fast paced today. (laughs) Was there anything you were particularly nervous about before the threesome happened? Um, how much time do we have? (laughs) Get into it. I think that one of, one of my biggest fears is watching you with someone else. And I had never been in a situation where that was the case. And I talked about threesomes with my ex-boyfriend for a total of seven seconds because I scared the living shit out of him. Poor guy. Um, How'd that happen again? We were, it was early on, I think during dating and he said something about, yeah, uh, I've fantasized or wanted to have a threesome. And I, this was over text message by the way. And I went off and was like, I would be so devastated if that ever happened. If I saw you with someone else, like it makes me sick to my stomach. And immediately he was like, Oh my God. And like tried to dig himself back out and was like, I'm so sorry. I don't need that. That I, I'm whatever. And it was just terrible. So sorry to him. Um, (laughs) but that was one of my biggest fears and that you would leave me for the person like that. We would find someone who was awesome and you would find her more awesome or more attractive than me. And then all of a sudden you would bail. So that was a huge fear. And I think letting go of control and not dictating the experience. Um, the first couple of times we did this, it was really about me and you were part of it, but it wasn't about you and you definitely were not equally as involved. And I was really scared letting go of all of my anxiety and fear and control issues and letting you be equally involved. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how I would ever get there. Um, Oh, and I was really nervous if one of you crossed very hard boundaries that I had set. So if I, if I felt like I wasn't respected or someone did something that I had said, I'm not okay with this. And all of a sudden it was happening in front of me and I would panic. Yeah. So those were my fears. Well, did you have any fears? No, just that you were going to freak out. It was going to be like a whole thing. Which I did (laughs) afterwards the first time. Yeah, that wasn't, it wasn't like a freak out. You just had a little. I just panicked. Mini panic attack. Yeah. And you, we walked, I was, I, we were laying in bed and I said, Hey, will you come outside with me? And you got out of the bed with me and we stood around the corner and I was like, I need you to tell me everything's okay. Like, am I okay? Did I do something wrong? I feel I'm like freaking out. And you were so sweet. You're like, baby, it's, everything's amazing. You were kissing me on the face. You were holding me. You're like, this is so great. Don't worry about it. Um, so that really helped. Yeah. 
Where do, where did we decide to do it, Kelly? We're, we've only really done it at our place. Yeah, in our bed at our apartment. Well, yeah, that was the first one. But I mean, yeah. even then, it's been, oh, like it's always been various here. areas around the house. Yeah. Yeah. So what I will say is that was also one of my biggest fears. When our, when Sally came to stay here in Denver and you had been talking about um, like in our bed and our bathroom and like different things. And I was like, absolutely not. No one is allowed in our bed. No one is allowed in our bathroom. No one can sleep in the bed with us. Like all these things. I just had so many fears around letting someone into our sacred space. And I still, I still feel kind of weird about having someone in our bed, which is why oftentimes things are happening upstairs, which I actually do feel a lot more comfortable with. And it's kind of like the playrooms upstairs, you know, it's like fun. Whereas our bedroom is for us. I do like that separation. Of course there, there are going to be exceptions. And at this point it's, I feel way different than I did eight months ago. So Mm -hmm. I'm much more willing to go with the flow, like wherever you kind of lead us, which is usually what happens is just where I go. And I haven't really thought about it. Um, but what I will say is that I think for a lot of people having that separation between this is our bedroom where we make love and it's about us. And then this is where we do fun things and inviting someone else's energy into that. I think that can be really beneficial because I think for women, it's very territorial. Yeah. I don't agree, but it's okay. No, I'm with you. Like I'm (laughs) fine now, but I'm saying, especially if you're new to this, if you feel like that separation can kind of qualm your anxiety and be like, Oh, this is where we do a fun thing together. I think that can be a really great way to introduce it. Yeah, for sure. To start off. Yeah. Yeah. But I think having like fun and novelty in your own, bed. Correct. Which we have a good energetic thing Mm -hmm. to do. Um, all right. Next question. How did it start? (laughs) I just got so much anxiety. I feel like we're sharing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we were, we were watching a movie. We were drinking wine, eating pizza, hanging out and then snacks and drinks. Remember snacks and drinks. Cause we are good hosts. And, um, I think you started like touching me and she was just, I was in the middle. She was laying next to me on the couch. We were on the couch and you started touching me and like touching me. And she told me later at that point, she knew like shit was about to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sally. Um, and then I think you, oh, I got up and I went to the bathroom and then I came back and you were sitting next to her and you were in the middle and like, then you, I sat next to you and then you grabbed her and like pulled her over to me. And then that's how everything happened. Yeah. Cause I was never going to do anything. Yeah. You were such a pussy about it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I still kind of am. It still takes you like doing something. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how it went down. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, next question. And what, uh, happened after that? Oh my God. Um, Fuck, I should ask Sally if we could tell all these details. Um, so. Well, then we drove across the country to move to our new home. Yeah. <laughs> the next, the next oh, day. so like after it's over? over. I mean. Uh, I don't think we need to tell details of exactly what we did. No, I don't think so either. But I mean, more like how, what was your then, response afterwards and how did it all shake out between the well, two of you especially? Well, yeah. So um, she slept in the bed with us. And then the next morning we were literally moving out of our place. And so she left and then, um, we, we stayed in Santa Monica at a hotel that night. And so we were both exhausted and I was, it was very surreal for me. I didn't really know what to think. I was kind of in a fog. And then the next two days we were driving to Colorado and I had a couple breakdowns in the car ride. And she and I had talked and we were, we had been texting just making sure everyone was like, okay. And then we're good. And she was, she was good. And I was good. It was more just like, that's when my shame and social shame, shame, um, my shame and my social (laughs) programming really started to kick in and you were getting frustrated with me because I was like freaking out in a way that just didn't really make sense, which I will say in this scenario, I do freak out not as much now, but 
early on in the first six months, I would freak out relatively often in a way that it was just like, did not make a lot of sense. But I think that's what happens in shame spirals in social programming in releasing those patterns is you do things that don't really make a lot of sense because you don't really know what to do with it. And it just sends you, like I said, into a spiral. And so I was going to, did I do something wrong? Is this bad? What does this mean about a relationship? Are you going to want to leave me? Is this something I literally thought you were going to want to do this like every other day? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I I think the restriction there is just not having enough time to handle it all. Not enough time. And like you always say, it's, it's such an emotional investment and it's just like a whole thing. It's and it's become less of an emotional investment. Yeah. But like we did it like three weekends in a row and I was like, okay, like I need to break. Like this is just a lot. That was you though. Yeah. And that was me <laughs> dictating it, but I don't think you would have ever dictated it and been like, let's do this three weekends in a row. Like that's just yeah. not where you are with it. But my fear was that this is, was going to be the new expectation for our relationship and that we are basically going to have a third person, a part of our relationship. I just didn't know. I didn't know what I walked into. And so it was just a lot of fear. Um, yeah, that's how it shook out. (laughs) Um, did the threesome go the way you'd imagined? I didn't know what to imagine. The first time was really great. Like it was very much in flow. It felt nice. I think you felt really good, especially like for a first time, my first time doing it. Mm -hmm. I think everything really went well. Um, I think that the couple times after that did not go well and did not go the way either of us imagined or wanted. Um, and then after that, I feel, well, and then there was another time that it didn't go well the way you imagined it would <laughs> or me. And then it kind of has gone the way I imagined. Like it's been very, I think you and I have had really good communication and Joan and I have had very good commun- communication. Um, so that allowed for things to flow more and I have opened up my boundaries, which gives you more room and mm-hmm. space and lets me kind of let go and just be in the experience rather than having to like navigate it. Yeah. Good call. Well, why don't you give your answer on that? Uh, I mean, yeah, they did for the most part. I mean, I don't, I still had that like those strict of expectations with it. Right. But you were very frustrated after a couple. And I think you should tell everyone why, because this is good for men to know. So when Katie <laughs> came over yeah, and you brought her back and then, well, that was a, such a bummer because that was so fun for me to like, so I went up, I went and had a drink with this person who is a longtime friend of yours. Don't give too many details, Kelly. Two people are going to sort of suss this out. No, they're not. Anyways. Um, and it was, things got going and she was actually less comfortable with me than she was with you. So I just like went downstairs. She literally said in the middle of this, she goes, I'm really surprised. I thought this was going to be the opposite, but I'm very uncomfortable with Connor. And I was like, oh, and you literally left. Yeah, I just left. I was like, all right, well. And then you, we, she and I hooked up. Yeah. And then I came back downstairs and I came and got you and brought you upstairs, but you never touched her. Yeah, not really. No. So I. I, the reason I wanted you to share that is because when you're dealing with people who have never done this before, Mm -hmm. one, I think women really respect me and see me sort of intimidating and as an authority. And so that can, do you not agree? (laughs) No, it's just funny to hear you say that. Well, I think that's true. Like I am, I'm very tall. I'm, you know, very much like a leader and like people don't want to fuck up relationships. Yeah. And I was getting to that. Thank you. So I think there's that part of like respect. I think too, it's like woman to woman, like this is your man. I don't know what my lines or boundaries are and I don't want to disrespect the relationship or fuck something up. And also she had never been with a woman before. So for her, it was like very overwhelming. And so I think when you left, she was like all about it and was like, okay, let's do this thing. And then I asked her, can I go get him? I, he won't touch you. And she said, yes. So then you, you came back in and then we did a thing and then it was over. But I just think that it's important when you have expectations, just knowing where people are coming from. Joan has had lots of experience, so that wasn't really ever an issue. Mm-hmm. And she and I created that connection before. So I knew we had that mutual respect. So then we could just go. 
Whereas people who have never done this before, I would imagine that they would probably veer towards the women, especially if they're into women in a way of being respectful. Yeah, I think that, but it was also, so we had Sally, then Katie, Mm -hmm. right? And it was just, it was the whole, we had done it enough times at that point where I was like, this has become primarily about you. Yeah. And that was frustrating. <laughs> it was like, it was bummed, but it, that with the isolated incident wasn't that big a deal. That was of course kind of a bummer, but whatever. I mean, yeah. shit happens, Yeah, but it was more, okay. Like uh, this isn't, this is becoming unfair at this point. And that was, that was, that was the frustration, but we were able to talk about it. Yeah. We talked a lot about it. And then I didn't want to feel like I was being a brat. Yeah. It was at the same time. I just felt like an accessory the whole time, which wasn't really that fun for me. So I'm going to tell you something I haven't told you yet. Uh Oh, so on my walk with Joan, I said, Hey, I need to, I need to share something with you because this is really important to me. I told her what your experiences had been thus far and that you had been really frustrated and felt like you weren't getting anything out of this, that it had really become all about me. And I told her like, my intention with this is to really make it about Connor. And I want you to feel comfortable making it about him and not feeling like you're being disrespectful to me. And she was like, okay, so what does that mean? I kind of like walked her through the scenarios and kind of what I was thinking and how I was feeling things that I wasn't okay with, but other things where I was like, yes, you can do this and this and this. And I think that's why this has been so successful is because I really, I set the framework and foundation for how this needed to go in order for you to feel like an equal and not like you were just part of something that was all about me. Cause that's, that's not fun for anyone. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's still fun. It's just not, it's not the same. It, there's yeah. It just doesn't have the same feel to it. I appreciate you doing that. And, um, oh shit. What was going to say? Yeah. It felt, it definitely feels different, but it also, yeah, it opens you up to so much more whenever that's the possible, that whenever that's the case, mm-hmm. you know, there's some more that you can do and explore it and more fun to be had all the way around. I feel like when that's, when that's the deal. Yeah. And I, I want to, I want to mention one other thing on this that it's just, it's a lot to talk about, but so one of my hard nose and boundaries was that Connor couldn't kiss anyone else. And that in my head, every time I envisioned that I just felt sick to my stomach. And so I honored that. And you've been so respectful and you haven't questioned that one time. You haven't been like, oh, I'm not allowed to do this and blah, blah, blah. I mean, sometimes you've said that, but <laughs> mostly in a joking way, sometimes a little whiny, but for the most part, like you're fine with I'm it. Entitled to whine a little bit. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm just getting used to this and whatever happens happens. And in the last couple scenarios, I have opened myself up to that. So during the experience, I've like told you kiss her and I don't know what came over me where all of a sudden I was okay with that, but I was, and I felt I wasn't super stoked. I wasn't really upset. I was just very neutral about it. And I was happy watching you experience something that felt nice. Like I get to kiss people. I get to do, I have no rules. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) And so I'm like, Oh, well I get to do this cool thing. And it's not like, here's the thing, right? Like I think for women, you're watching another woman please your guy or go down on him or be fucked by him, which I'm not okay with at this point, but, or kiss him. And you keep thinking the narrative in your head is she's a better kisser than me. She's better at giving him a blow job. I'm not good enough. He's going to like this more. Here is what I have come to. And I don't need you to respond to this. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, there are people who are going to be better at giving you a blow job or do things to you that I'm not going to do or kiss you in a different way that like, that's just not how I kiss. Like I can't, I can't recreate that. Right. And that's okay. For me getting to experience what I get to experience and you getting to experience what you get to experience is really beautiful. And we choose to do life together and do this together. Mm-hmm. And that's what matters. So I think going into this, not making it a comparison game of better or worse, it's not better or worse. It's really just different, which is why you like this. It's a novel, different experience. Yeah. And it also, yes. And like everybody kisses different, Mm -hmm. right? It is nice to like, just have something different just to just for the sake of it being different is really fun. Mm -hmm. And it, it also creates some contrast and makes our relationship not as 
mundane. Yeah. And it can become a problem. Yeah. And I think too, like you said last time, like that's the sexiest I've ever seen you. Oh my God. And (laughs) that's cool. Cause I was put into a scenario that I normally wouldn't be in if it was just the two of us and you get to see me in a different way, which then makes you desire me more when that Mm -hmm. person isn't here. Cause then you like remember that visual and Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh my God, that was very hot. And you know, so yeah, I just wanted to share that. Nice segue into the next question, which is what was the most exciting part of the threesome? Well, we'll just do both questions at the same time. So what was the most exciting part of the threesome and what was the least exciting part of the threesome? Threesomes. Oh, I'll like all of them. Yeah. I'm deciding how much I want to share. <laughs> Cause I have my answer, but I don't know if I want to go there. Do it. Kelly lean into your vulnerability. Lean in. Okay. Well, I have two answers to the most exciting part. So I'll tell you the first one that like, shocked the fucking hell out of me and Connor, I think. So I haven't been in a scenario where like you're touching the other person and I'm totally not touching either of you. I'm like disconnected physically, Mm -hmm. not emotionally. I do that. Still a part of it. You do that all the time. You love that. That's my second exciting piece. (laughs) So this, wow. Okay. I'm going to go there. So I told her to go down on you. Like I sent her over to you and then I stayed back and you were looking at me and she's going down on you <laughs> and I'm touching myself. And I am thinking like, Oh my God, I hope my mom listens. To oh this. my God, this is so hot. And I can't believe that I like this so much. What the fuck? <laughs> and like, I got off watching you. I know. I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, please. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a that was a peak experience in life. I can't believe I'm so red and I'm sweating right now. <laughs> I'm only saying this. Look, I do I do everything I do to help people. Like I truly do. And I no one ever told me this shit was okay. Now I'm going to cry. I'm going to be so embarrassed and now I'm going to cry. But there's a sense of freedom and releasing control. And like almost like this wildness that I experienced that night that I never knew I could access. Like Mm -hmm. I found something in myself that night that I never knew was there. And it was so cool because I felt so connected to you, like so connected to you. And it was so hot. And like, she was super into it. And like, she looked so sexy and like the whole thing. And I knew you were watching, you were literally watching me the whole time, Mm -hmm. like looking me in the eye. And it was just so hot. And I felt so free and like so deeply in my pleasure and so connected to my own body. It was magical. It was crazy. So that was, that was the biggest thing. I just want people to feel permission. Like there's nothing that's weird. If you're into this thing, it's it's okay. Like you're not wrong. If you're not into it, like, sorry for the TMI, but you're welcome. Um, the second highlight was it's interesting. My highlights are when we're like not touching each other, but when you, when I was touching her and like holding her from behind and we were like in the windowsill Mm -hmm. and you were like laying across and just watching us together. That was one of of mine. I was was like, like, Connor has never been more turned on in his life. I could tell it was amazing. It was awesome. And it was also like thunder and lightning going on behind us. That was really cool behind you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Is that your most exciting? Um, I think the most exciting was is is always when it's like first getting started. Yeah. Just knowing that like there's a lot of anticipation and build up and stuff like that. Um, I will say that it was very exciting to go out with Katie and like bring her home. Yeah. That was up there too. Yeah. What about the least the least exciting? Um well. I mean, when Sally was here, that was a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, I think that's a shared low. Experience. Oh my God. Everything about it was just so bad and it had nothing to do with her. Like she was so perfect. That girl. I mean, I can't believe she's still my friend. Um, talk about emotional roller coaster. I think the, the biggest thing is that you and I were not in a great place and we kind of forced a thing to happen that shouldn't have happened. And there was a lot of buildup and a lot of expectation and a lot of stress. 
and there was just too much going on and we didn't handle it well. Our communication was fucking shit. And like you had been drinking and I was sober and I was like, I don't want to do this. And you ended up doing it. And then I was angry and resentful and you were annoyed. It was just like, well, the reason that was because it was like, it was, I was just kind of over being like dictated and told what to do. Right. Which I now like, we don't have that, but at the time I still wasn't comfortable enough to not be that person. And so like, she's on you. I'm on you. I'm like literally pushing her off of you. I'm like, no, that's not okay. Like you end up getting up. I send her out of the room. I'm like, you need to leave you. And I get in the most gigantic fight. I feel so disrespected. I feel like I can't believe that this is happening. Um, you were so upset, rightfully so in a lot of yeah, ways. I think we both felt disrespected. Yeah. Though. And so it was just like all the things. And so what, what we learned out of that is that communication and the, and where you are, like, uh, what is it in plant medicine? Um, place and set and set in time or set in, you know what I'm talking set about? And setting. Set and setting. That's not just for ayahuasca. That is also for threesomes. Like set and setting is so important. If you're not in good communication, if you guys aren't connected, if mm-hmm. things are shit, don't go do this. Like, do not do it. Yeah. It's, it can be a fun thing to like throw in when things are maybe a little wonky in the bedroom and you're like, we need something to shake this up. But if your communication is bad and you're already like at each other's throats, don't invite this in. Good call. Yeah. All right. Next up. What do you think is the biggest misconception about threesomes, at least among women? That it's like for like super overly sexual slutty people who just like want sex all the time and are really dirty. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I like that. And I will also say the other biggest misconception is that if you're the third, that you're going to be treated like shit. Like we go out of our way to treat people really well. And I mean, everyone's our friend, you know, whether they start as our friend or they become our friend, like we play with the dogs and we make dinner and we have wine and like hang out and, um, it doesn't have to be that way. So if that's your fear, well, if you're a third, like it doesn't need to, we also put like ourselves that. in situations where if it doesn't happen, we still had like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I like no pressure. Too. Um, what advice would you give Cosmo readers who are considering having a threesome and maybe okay, babe listeners as well? Yeah. Um, I would say get really clear on communication and boundaries before you ever step into this. Know who leads in what way. So, Uh, we have very clear conversations around like if you're allowed to talk to someone and to initiate it, but then when I kind of come in and I go on a walk or I talk to her, hang out with her before we ever initiate into that, um, you're usually the one that like quote unquote makes the first move. We just have sort of this understanding at this point, but we also are very clear on each other's boundaries and what we're, we are and aren't okay with. And if you don't establish that before, someone's feelings are going to get hurt. The relationship is going to get really fucked up. The third is going to be really confused because if you don't have clear boundaries, they're Mm -hmm. not going to know what to do. And that's really unfair to invite someone into your space and then like play a mental head game with them. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say. Yeah. I think that's, that is really solid. I also think that there's needs to be an understanding of this is more personal than it is relational, but understanding of like, you got to be patient and you also have to be willing to know that you're going to be, un- it's going to be uncomfortable. If you don't ever get uncomfortable, it's not on either side. It's yeah. not going to, you're just not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, the stars aren't going to align most likely and have this like really serendipitous, no friction situation, but you got to be, you got to know where you're like, what level of uncomfortability that you're comfortable getting into Yeah, and where that line is that doesn't need to be crossed. And I think that there is a place of knowing if you want to do it with a friend or a stranger or like getting all that stuff kind of sorted out and then fantasizing about it beforehand in your own sexual experiences. Um, and this is mostly for a couple, Mm -hmm. right? I think, and the same kind of goes with if you want to be the unicorn or the third is figuring out how to make that happen. And there's also situations where you can put yourself in where you're with two people that you're not dating, Mm -hmm. which is that aren't together either. Um, which is a totally different experience in itself. So just kind of, I think energetically, if you just, if you just put it out there, 
like somebody's going to pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. Especially if you're a woman. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's a lot easier for women. And to know that something, things can go wrong and it doesn't have to be bad. So, um, I got a little uncomfortable in our last experience and I, um, I just sat with it and I let it continue and I felt weird and kind of wonky after. And we talked about it that night and the next day or whatever. And I just said, look, you didn't do anything wrong. I totally gave you permission to do this thing. And this came up for me and it made me kind of feel sick to my stomach and uncomfortable. And I just wanted, I wanted you to know where I was coming from, but I'm not blaming or projecting yeah. or anything or angry. I was like super chill. It, my feelings were kind of hurt, but that wasn't your fault or her fault. When I think that level of uncomfortability is what I'm talking about, where yeah. then that increases your bandwidth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like next time that happens, which is in that situation will most likely happen again at some point. Like it won't be, you'll, you'll be more familiar with that feeling. And, and like you'll know like, oh, this is a thing that she definitely like is struggling with. Yeah, so it's, I'll it's just both. have more awareness around it. Not that I won't do it, but that I'll have more awareness and just maybe be more in tune with what my response is. Um, so this is my own question. Yeah. This was not on the list. That was, that concludes our list. Is there anything uh, threesome related that we haven't done or like anything that you want to do? Oh God, Connor. What? Yes. There's lots of things. I know, but like, what's the most, what's the most pressing? <sighs> Today, this, is like, junior? this is like my nightly fantasy. Like I'm running through like all of my own <laughs> created porn in my head. Um, okay. So something that I, damn, I don't know if I want to tell you this. It's too late now. Well, something that I would like or that I've thought about, I guess, and this makes me very uncomfortable saying it. So I'm still in that, like, is this something I want in my head or in my reality? But, um, is like what walking in on you with someone else. Yeah. I thought about that a lot too, Yeah, but it has to be almost like not really a surprise, but no, kind of a surprise. But yeah. And I already know how I'm going to create this. What? I know how I'm going to create it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that's definitely something. And what I will say that has been coming up very prominently in the last week. Um, I was saying this, I think I was trying to say this in the beginning, then we got sidetracked. I sometimes wish that I had done this before I met you, like when I was younger so that I could have been the third, mm. like that is really exciting to me. And so I think that dynamic of doing that with someone that we both really trust and knowing like, Oh, well we've been with this person already and I trust them and we're all going to end up being together. So I feel comfortable almost like putting her in my shoes and then being in her shoes and then walking in on something mm -hmm. like that's fun for me, like in a role playing way, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I think that's really fun. I like that. What about you? This is just because of coronavirus and everything being locked down like this. Maybe that's why this is more in my mind, but just there is something that's really fun about having experienced people that you don't know. Yeah. So meeting someone out somewhere, mm -hmm. or even if it's just me meeting someone out and then either bringing them home or like inviting you to wherever I'm at, where that person is like that, that to me is really fun. Yeah. That makes me so uncomfortable. I know, but in, I think it's I like, just, my whole body got very hot. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> not in a good way, <laughs> but that stuff is that's, it just, it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's a fun, it's a fun game. And then if, if I think we do have the groundwork for like really respectful experiences, so it doesn't feel yeah. so like sleazy, but at the same time, it's it. Yeah. And maybe that's just me wanting to get out and do things. No, <laughs> I think, this, I mean, it kind of speaks to so the like Katie situation where you like, you really need your own space and like to be in control and to have it like be your experience. And so that's why I, I know that about you. And so I was like, yeah, go with her. I trust her already. I have met her. I know she respects me. I'm cool with that. Um, knowing that the goal was for you to bring her back to me, like, yeah. Oh, I brought you a present. Um, <laughs> and so I think that that's definitely something I understand about you. It's just me getting more comfortable with the idea of that, because at the end of the day, I'm still a girl who's going to be insecure about the fact that you're out talking to a woman without me. And that's yeah. difficult, especially when I don't know her. Like she could just 
be so disrespectful. You gotta trust my judgment. And that's the thing. I actually really do trust your judgment. You have been so incredible. You have been absolutely transparent. Anytime you're talking to someone, you immediately tell me about it. Like if it's an hour before and I walk in the door and you're like, Hey, I was just talking to so-and-so and this is the deal. And you run me through and you've even, I've had you break down like, Hey, I need you to tell me what's happening in your head. I need you to like break this down. So I understand. And that really helps too. So I would say if you're embarking on this adventure, transparency and openness and not hiding things is the most important thing because this can go south really quickly if one person starts having side conversations on Instagram or text message or is having private meetups with someone and the, the lines are blurred and they're like, oh, well, I'm doing this thing and it's quote unquote for us. And then it becomes not about us and yeah. it becomes about that person. Yeah. So. I'm with it. Damn, I said a lot. You did. Wow. So let's change course just real quick, real quick before we get out of here. I want to tell you about our, our friend, Christina Rice. She's going to hate that this is where this is. The I think episode she's going to choose. love it. I think she's, she's going to be very excited about this. Um, um, <laughs> no, but wellness realness is a podcast where we're, I don't think Christina talks a lot about threesomes. Maybe they've come up. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's not. Happened. Uh, but when it comes to health and wellness, She's the G. She is. She's the a fucking hustler. Queen. So she knows too much. It scares me. She really does. She, if you know what, instead of me fighting with you, I'm just going to call Christina moving forward and just be like, Hey, can you talk him down? Cause he's annoying. What, fight Chris, with me about what? Anything. Christina <laughs> is so smart, so educated. And when it comes to functional medicine, chronic illness, biohacking diets, working with tons of different types of doctors, non-toxic products and holistic business coaching. I mean, she covers all of it and she covers it very in depth in a way that is incredibly digestible mm -hmm. and it's really impressive. Um, and she has some of the most world renowned doctors and thought leaders and authors and coaches on her show on a weekly basis. And she also teaches people how to have holistic wellness businesses and yeah. really does a nice job of getting people out of their own way with a spirituality, mind, body connection aspect, but a very no bullshit approach to all of it. Yeah, absolutely. And she has realness in the title of her podcast. So that's always great. So we support that. So we're on the, we're on the same page there. Yeah. So go over to Apple podcasts, check out Christina Rice's show, wellness, realness, subscribe, leave her five-star review, send her all the love. She is a part of the soul fire family. So we are cheering her on all the time. Yeah. Check it out. And we'll drop a link to that show in the uh, description of this show. So just scroll on down. Maybe that can be the next show you listen to. Get on in there. Do it. Thanks for listening love to you me guys. share my whole life story. Get out there. Find a third or become a third. <laughs> Unicorn life. Let your let your soul manifest itself into a menage a trois. <laughs>